This is Will. This is Zach. Live from Conquer TV. And we are the Title Chasers. So I am not okay today. I am very angry. The Celtics were a complete embarrassment the last three games, getting ousted against the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely pathetic. Pathetic series. Ugh. I had so much hope for this team. I really did. Right after we swept the uh, Pacers, too, there was a lot of momentum going in, and we won game one in Milwaukee there, but... Uh, I honestly thought it was going to be more of a fight. I could, I, I could, I could have seen this going six or seven games, but you know the Celtics—they've been playing inconsistently all year. You know, uh, this team chemistry-wise has just been a mess. You know, and I think we know one or two people that uh, are probably at fault for that. Uh, Kyrie, only one. Yeah, Kyrie. I mean, seriously. First off, he couldn't make a shot this entire series. He's six for twenty-one in a closeout game, and then last game, game four, everyone was making fun of him because he took too many shots and he wasn't making any. And his thing was, "Oh, I should have shot thirty shots." No, you shouldn't have. You should have passed the damn ball. You got plenty of other players on the team that can make shots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at game four. Jason Tatum was 6 for 14. You were 7 for 22. Yeah. Al Horford was making his shots. Marcus Morris was making his shots. Even Jalen Brown. All the starters were making the shots except for you. Pass the damn ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, this whole thing has just been a mess. This team's been uh, dealing with so much chemistry problems throughout the regular season. It's just looking back at it in hindsight, it's not a surprise that we had so much problems against a team like Milwaukee. I mean, if you look last year, too, uh, just to show you the uh, perhaps the toxic element that Kyrie's brought to the locker room, in my opinion, we went seven games against LeBron and almost made it to the finals without Kyrie, you know? We were up 3-2 against LeBron. And that's because the way Brad Stevens runs his team, it's a very dynamic setup. You have all these different guys. You have Morris, you have Tatum, you have Horford, you have Jalen Brown. You know, all those guys, when they're amped, they get points on the ground. You know, they shoot threes, they 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 play good defense, and uh, Kyrie just comes in, and Kyrie's a real ISO-style player. So when he goes in, and he just plays his solo thing, and he goes... Oh yeah, I was seven and twenty-two game four, but I should have thought shot thirty. You know, what's that doing to Morris? What's that doing to Tatum? You know, what's that doing to Al Horford? These really talented players who are getting their time cut in half. You know, having seventy-five percent of their time cut away to make room for this guy who's supposed to lead them and carry them in, and he's just shooting bricks. It was Brick City last night for Kyrie. It was Brick City in Game Four. So you know what? Yeah, I, I'm. I've lost all faith in Kyrie with Boston. Uh, he should just leave. He had one rebound, one assist, one one for seven from three, six for twenty one. You look at some of the shots he took against the Bucks. They were ugly shots too. Hard, tough contested shots. The NBA today, it's all about taking the open look. Analytics drives the NBA. That's why the three ball is so popular. Mm. But Kyrie, his ego is too massive for us right now. Like, we have all of our breeding stars. I do think that we, you know, might need to acquire a superstar, but not someone like Kyrie who's going to hog the ball. We need somebody that moves the ball around. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, that that's just the whole thing. Like Kyrie, I think, had way too much room with the ball yesterday. Uh just 
no mojo from anybody in the team. If you look at the body language of the people uh, that were with him yesterday, you know, you look at Jason Tatum, you look at Al Horford yesterday, Jalen Brown, they weren't in it. They weren't energized. They weren't following the leader, you know. That's because he, it, Kyrie really isn't a leader, you know. I could tell. He definitely wasn't playing like one last night. I could tell by opening tip-off that we weren't going to win because I just saw the look on everyone's faces. They just looked annoyed. They looked fatigued. They looked tired. Yeah. And they looked agitated. They looked like they were ready to give up. And then I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, Kyrie walked right past all of his teammates. He walked past Brad Stevens, didn't acknowledge them, and went over and immediately started shaking hands with Giannis and the rest of the Bucks. Like, good game, you know? What a smack in the face to your teammates. What a smack in the face to Stevens, you know? It's just unbelievable. I'm so pissed off with that guy. The audacity, I swear to God. Yeah, he's got way too much of an ego. And I wouldn't be so mad about his ego if he could back it up. But obviously, in in a Celtics uniform, he can't. He's a bust, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a shame. Honestly, I had them flipping a switch, and it looked like they flipped a switch against the Pacers. But looking back, like, the Pacers... The Pacers were just a mess, you know? The so. Pacers didn't have Victor Oladipo, so we should have swept them. Yeah. We patted, we patted their backs when they won, but honestly, looking back now, that was something that we should have done anyways. Our roster was so much better than the Pacers. Now, the Bucks, you look at the roster, outside of Giannis, they're an okay team, but... Giannis makes that team a number one seed and potentially an, uh, a title uh, winner. So, you know, it's just I'm frustrated with Kyrie. And honestly, if he leaves, I, I thought that I would be super upset if he left. But at this point, I don't care. Yeah, honestly. And, you know, for Kyrie and going forward, should he decide to leave, which looks like it's very probable at this moment, um, I don't think that he should go to a team like, for example, the Nets. I heard some people throwing that name around. The Nets that, you know, have already made it to the postseason, already have some names, you know, I've already, you know, made their uh, staple on the concrete, you know. Uh, Kyrie needs to go somewhere to start from scratch, and I think the Knicks is a good place to go. Yeah. Uh, What would be so funny, though, is if he just left for the Lakers and went with LeBron and maybe one other superstar joins them. That would just be so funny because he'd be back to square one, you know. He left LeBron to go lead his own team, you know, get out of LeBron's shadow. And if he ends up going back into LeBron's shadow, oh. (laughs) Seriously. No place better for him. So, yeah. Sorry, Kyrie, but it's going to be a while until I wear your shoes. Um. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, I've heard a lot about the Knicks, Nets, and Lakers. The Nets, I don't understand the Nets situation. I know they have a lot of cap space, but they still have D'Angelo Russell. Uh, and I think they should stick with D'Angelo Russell. Um, but the Knicks, I think, are a good spot for him, especially if KD goes there with him, which I don't even know if that's what he'll do ultimately, but we'll see. It'll be a very interesting offseason to see where KD goes. Yeah. But the Lakers, that would just make him look pathetic. Oh, yeah, it would. I think he's proven this postseason that he's not a, a number one player on a championship team. He's definitely a second player, damn near good second player. But, you know, if he can't lead his team, he's not going to be a leader on any team. Yeah. So you need somebody like a KD or a LeBron to kind of overshadow him. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie's a top ten player, but he's not the number one player on a championship winning team. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it was an awful series to watch. And, I mean, like, game five, we're supposed to be – Going guns a blazing, we're trying to, you know, force a game six, and we shoot eighteen percent from three. Eighteen percent from three. Eighteen percent from three. It's like high really? school. Really? It's like a high school game. I oh. can shoot better than eighteen percent from three. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we won't. We won't go there. We won't go there. But seriously, like, what a joke! What a what a joke! It was just so sad to watch them because. I was so confident in them. They played so well last year. And it was just really disappointing to see them crumble like they did. Yeah. Now, over in the other series, uh, Golden State won last night, putting them up 3-2. It's been a really fun series to watch. 
They were up 2-0 in the series. The Rockets came back and tied the series, and then they prevailed in Game 5. Granted, uh, Kevin Durant did leave in the third quarter with a calf injury. They are getting an MRI done today to see if he is okay to play the rest of the series. Honestly, I've, I've loved every second of this series. It's been a fantastic show. What's interesting about the Rockets and Warriors is that Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, his mission since the the dynasty of the Warriors started was his whole mission. He doesn't care about the other teams. His mission is to beat the Warriors. Hmm. That's why he got Chris Paul. That's why he picked up shooters, and that's why they live and die by the three. Yeah, yeah. But I got to say, honestly, I'm happy that the Warriors are leading the series. I... I thought I liked the Rockets going into the series. I hate the Rockets. Really? I don't like the Rock. I hate the way they play the game. Do tell. For one thing, they're shooting. They've shot. I think. So, I think a stat out there: fifty-five more threes than the Warriors have this series. They flop and they bitch and moan about the 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 officiating. They were almost down three nothing in the series because. They were complaining about the referees not being fair to them. That's not how it works. They choke the whistles in the postseason. We all know that. And they would have been down 3 nothing in the series, but it had to go to an OT. And even then, the, the, the Warriors were right there with them. Mm, yeah. If Steph Curry didn't have a terrible game, they probably would have been up 3-0. And the series would have been over by now, for all we know. So, like, the Warriors deserve it. And the Warriors, think of the Warriors. They built their dynasty through the draft. Granted, they got Kevin Durant, but, like, Steph Curry, number seven. Klay Thompson, 10. Draymond Green, pick number 35. Hmm. The Rockets, they they traded for James Harden, but, you know, all of their, all of their, just, just hate the way they're, they're set up. Officiating, shooting threes, flopping. It's disgusting. I don't want that to be the... The the parallel? No, screw that. Yeah. So I really hope they beat them in, on Friday and the Rockets go home crying. Yeah. Well, I mean, last night was a really interesting game. Uh, it was a lot more interesting than the uh, uh, game we saw uh, in Milwaukee last night, I yeah, think. Yeah, you don't got to go there. <laughs> so um, first thing I can see, just looking at the, uh, uh, the numbers, you know, uh, I saw the recap of the game. I wasn't able to watch it, unfortunately. I was working last night. Mm. But um, it looks like uh, the Rockets, one weakness they had last night is they're having a lot of problems shooting threes, you know. Against Golden State, which shoots threes like crazy. I mean, look at Klay Thompson. Look at even Curry and uh, KD. They're all getting good threes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, James Harden went off last night. He got 31 points. Uh, more than anybody else who played last night. But, I mean, you know, that's one... That's the biggest thing about Houston. Their greatest strength is their greatest weakness, and that element is James Harden, okay? If you can stop James Harden from getting that ball up there, then the Rockets are going to lose, you know? Yeah, most likely. The bulk of their offense relies on James Harden, and that's their biggest thing, you know? Granted, they have some other solid names like Chris Paul, you know? and uh, But, I mean, uh, compared to Golden State, it's going to be really interesting looking forward. Granted, KD is out on injury. Uh, potentially. I think he will be. Potentially, I think it, yeah. He might miss the rest of the series, or he might be out the rest of the postseason, which would be huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw the way he was reacting to his injury on the court. He was grabbing the back of his leg. It looked as if uh, somebody kicked him, like, in the back, which I was looking for replays of that because that's what I thought happened at first looking at the footage. I'm like, holy crap, what happened? But, yeah. no, it looks like it's just, uh, what did they say it was, a torn Achilles? They haven't figured out yet. They know it's a calf sprain. They don't yeah. know if it's an Achilles sprain. Like I said, they're doing an MRI today, so we'll figure out. How. We'll find that out later on. I hope uh, he's okay because I want to see him in the in the finals. Um, but either way, I mean, they're going to face either the Nuggets or the Trailblazers. The Nuggets won Game Five on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Great game by the Nuggets. Djokovic, I gotta say, I I was sleeping on the Nuggets, but I really like what they've been doing. Um, they have this goofy looking center from. Um, he was a second round pick back in 2014, 
And, I mean, this guy is an animal. He played overseas. Um, Nikola Djokovic. This <laughs> man is a monster. This man is a monster. Twenty. His, his postseason, he's averaging. In the postseason, he's shooting 38% from three, 50% field goal percentage. He has 13 rebounds a game, nine assists, 24 and a half points a game. That's legit. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're the reason why. I mean, if you look at the rest of the Nuggets roster, Paul Millsap, really? Jamal Murray, he's a good player, not great. Mm. Like, you know, I, I got to give him respect for that. I love the Trailblazers, but I don't know what they're – they can't make threes to save their life. They're terrible at shooting threes, apparently. Yeah. Um, Damian Lillard, he's been playing okay, and definitely not as good as he was playing in the Thunder series. CJ McCollum had a, a rough shooting night in Game 5. But I really hope it goes to Game 7. I think it's one of those series that can go either way. I hope – I'm rooting for the Trailblazers because I love Damian Lillard. But I'm rooting for the – you know, I, I kind of – I I don't think it really matters who wins this series because I think the Warriors will beat them ultimately. I think the Rockets would even beat both of these teams. Yeah. I think the Nuggets might give the, the Rockets some trouble, but not enough trouble to, to beat them. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, the Raptors and Sixers series. This has been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the Raptors won in, uh, convincingly um, on Tuesday, and they stomped the, the Sixers. The thing with the Sixers that I worry about is, for one thing, obviously chemistry issues, but also um, they're so sloppy sometimes. You watch them, and you're like, if you were just more defined, if you had, if you guys were just played the game a little cleaner you guys would be fantastic game five they had 19 turnovers 31 points off of turnovers mm. it's just flop and then they have 26 fouls it's like buddy come on they still can't shoot three-pointers they shut 25 percent Joel Embiid has not played well he's obviously having some serious injury problems Ben Simmons can't shoot still can't shoot can't shoot anything over eight feet. <laughs> it's like, buddy. And then, you know, I think they have a lot of issues. They don't know who's the man. Ben Simmons, he thinks he's the leader of the franchise. Joel Embiid thinks he's the leader of the franchise. Jimmy Butler thinks that he's the god of everything. Yeah. And then Tobias Harris is Tobias Harris, you yeah. know? That's another team with real dysfunctional chemistry problems. There's a lot of toxicity in that locker room. And... Well, who who's the leader? I mean, skill-wise... It's an argument. Joel Embiid is a dominant big man. Ben Simmons has the potential to be a top five NBA player. Jimmy Butler's a baller, but like, who's the leader of the team? Jimmy Butler just got there this year. Joel yeah. Embiid is made of glass, apparently. He can't stay healthy. And Ben Simmons can't make anything five feet away. Like, it's pathetic. Yeah. Unless if it's a layup or he's posting someone up, he's not going to make a shot outside of eight feet. Yeah. Like, just learn to shoot. Stop hanging out with the Kardashians. Learn to shoot. <laughs> if you want to be an all-time player, you got to learn how to shoot the ball. If people know your weakness, they're going to exploit you. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think the Raptors, I'm still going to say it. I think the Raptors have that series. Uh, I, I want Toronto to have that series anyway. Kawhi has been a monster. Yeah, dude. I do think the Raptors are going to win. Um and then, you know, Nuggets, Trailblazers, it doesn't really matter who wins that series. They're not going to win the next round. Honestly, if it's Raptors, Bucks, that's a good series. And that's an either way kind of series. I kind of like the way I like the way the Bucks have been playing. So I, I'm going to pick the Bucks next round against either the Sixers or the Raptors. Hmm. And then Warriors are obviously going to win the East. Oh, I'm sorry, the West. Yeah. That's just my that's my take on that. I just think the Raptors play a little cleaner. They're a little. They don't. They don't make as uh, much sloppy mistakes. And Kawhi has just been ruthless. Yeah. Now I don't agree with Max Kellerman. I don't think he's more clutch than Kobe. That's just absolutely <laughs> ludicrous that he said that. But I do think that he's a great postseason player, and I want to see him play in the big moments. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Moving on to hockey now. Um, looks like the. Eastern Conference and the Western Conference finals are set. We got the Bruins and Hurricanes tonight. Game one 
at TD Garden. Mm. And then you have the Sharks and the Blues starting on Saturday. Uh, who do you got? All right, well, honestly, I think the Bruins have the series against the Hurricanes. I think it's going to be a five- or six-game series, but I think the Bruins are going to come on top. they got a lot of energy this year. Their, uh, their toughest matchup so far has been against Toronto, which was an awesome series, but, of course, we know that Toronto can't uh, <laughs> win a game seven against Boston to save their lives. Yep. Uh, so then after that, they went on to Columbus. We didn't have too much trouble with Columbus at all, really. It took them double overtime to beat us that one game. Uh, so honestly, I think the Hurricanes, they're going to get, uh, uh, knocked out pretty easily. Um, they might pick up a win or two, like I said previously, but I mean, you know, I think Boston's going to be the better team. Uh, and then Sharks and Blues, that's going to be an interesting matchup, um, I'm not quite sure. I think maybe the Sharks might have the advantage. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one to see as well. So. I think I agree with you with the Bruins and Hurricanes. The Bruins score more goals and give up less goals than the Hurricanes do. What does that tell you? If you score more goals than the other team and you give up less goals than the other team, you're probably going to have the edge. You're probably going to have the edge, exactly. <laughs> Unless you're a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning. So. Unless, yeah, but, but they're, they're a bad example. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. <laughs> and then, honestly, the only two teams that haven't disappointed me this uh, this postseason is the Blues and Bruins, so i got to go Blues and Bruins because I'm 3-9 and nine in my predictions now, and I'm riding these two teams to the end. I know I didn't pick the Blues, but that's because you picked... You picked the Blues last round, and I just didn't want to be predictable. God damn, if I'm predictable, you know? <laughs> I picked the Stars, and then, you know, honestly, I kind of, I knew, I, th- I felt the Blues were going to win, but I didn't want to say it because you said that, and I didn't want to copy you. But, oh, okay. But since you're picking the Sharks, <laughs> I feel confident enough to pick the Blues. Oh, I see. Okay. Blues and Bruins, you're saying Sharks and Bruins. Yep. Okay, I like that. But yeah, I like I like the Bruins chance. The Bruins have been playing really well. The Blue Jackets, I was surprised how well they played. They they're a team that, you know, I remember them being really really bad years ago. And so seeing them in the postseason I'm like, what the hell are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. And then they beat not just the Lightning, not just the best team in the league, but the team that had one of the best regular seasons of all time. Yeah. Swept them, too. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> so confusing about hockey. You I couldn't can't. believe it. I was like, damn, I got to get back into this sport. This is interesting. So that's one thing I like about doing this podcast now. I started following a lot more stuff that I wasn't before, like hockey, for example. Hockey, I'm following a lot more now. Uh, um, particularly, I think a lot of it has to do with the success of the Bruins, you know. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, yeah, uh, I'm glad I got back into that sport. It's an exciting game, so. I like. I think of hockey as it's the middle ground between football and baseball. It's strategic like baseball, and it's unpredictable like baseball, but it has the physicality, speed, and excitement of football. Yeah, yep. But, yeah, I definitely – I've been enjoying watching the games, and it's funny because me and my boss, Brenda uh, – if we don't, the the four games that we won this series was the series was the time that I reached out to her. I'm like, Brenda, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? She's like, Well, I think we gotta score first and come out looking scrappy, and we gotta play tough defense. And then they come out in the first period, play tough defense, score first, and we're just like, Hey. <laughs> oh, so awesome. so we decided that if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, that we have to go out to lunch or something to celebrate. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, shout out to you, Brenda. <laughs> shout out to Brenda. That's awesome. Giving the yeah. Bruins good luck charms. <laughs> uh, I got to say, we have the best sports city in the country. Yeah, yeah. So I think it would be fun to do right now our top five sports cities. What do you think? Mm, I think so, yeah. So do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll let you go first. Why not? Actually, I want you to go first because I have my – I have. I don't want you to copy my answers. Oh, yeah? Okay. So, honestly, this is my top five. Uh, Number one is going to be Boston, obviously. Uh, I think that's the one you and I are going to agree on without a doubt. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, just besides the fact that we win titles like nobody's business, you know, uh, a lot of iconic names throughout history have come out of this city, uh, you know, or have come through this city. 
uh, different names like, you know, Ted Williams, um, Babe Ruth, Tom Brady. Um, let's see. Uh, you, don't gotta, Orr, you, don't, you don't got a Larry name anymore. Murray. We got we got all that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, honestly, yeah, Boston, number one. Number two, I'm going to have to go with New York, okay? Uh, first, you have the Yankees, which are the, according to title ships, the uh, um, most successful baseball team in history. I hate to say that, but... It's a fact, though. Yeah, and then uh, not only that, but just the marketable success of the Yankees, you know? Uh, yeah. Everybody uh, worldwide, you go around different airports, you see Yankees hats. It's a big brand, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, and then you have the Rangers, uh, the NHL team, one of the original six, you know, historic, yep. iconic. Then you have the Knicks, you know? Uh, number three, I'm going to put... Wait, uh, how could you forget about the Mets? Oh, yeah, those two. The team that's <laughs> under 500, that team. We won't go there, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an argument for another day. But uh, L.A., I'm going to put at number three. You know, you got the Lakers. You got uh, growing markets with football. Uh, you have the Dodgers, need I say more. So uh, L.A. is an interesting sports city. Next, I'm going to go with Chi-Town, Chicago. Uh, have a lot of cool teams over there. You have the Chicago Cubs. Uh, sure, they went forever without winning a title, but, you know, uh, then you have the Bulls, who were the NBA culture of the 90s, you know. Um, and then, you know, you just uh, just the energy of the fans in Chicago. It's uh, really, really awesome, really admirable. And then uh, finally, I'm going to put Philadelphia at number five. And uh, Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. They have some solid teams, you know. Uh, but I think the most uh, uh, interesting part about Philadelphia as a sports city is its fan base. Really energetic. Their fan base sucks. <laughs> really energetic. They're passionate, but really like. Really passionate. You and have, I give that props, you know? Okay, so. but the Sixers sucked for 10 years so that they could have Joel Embiid, who was injured the first two seasons, and Ben Simmons, who can't shoot anything over five feet. And then you have the Phillies, who have the worst winning percentage in MLB history. And then you have the Flyers, who are pathetic. Is that really who you're going to have number five? Yeah. All right, let me, let me do my list. Let me do my list. Yeah, Let's do um, it. So number one is the the Boston, you know Boston Boston sports city. Need I say more? Boston Red Sox nine titles, third most all time. You have the Patriots who have tied for the most titles in uh, NFL history. Mm-hmm. You have the Celtics who have the most titles in NBA history with seventeen, arguably the best dynasty in professional sports history. And then you have the Bruins, original six, historic Bobby Orr, Ray Bork, you name it. Number two, I have L. A. You had New York ahead of L.A. I put L.A. ahead of them because of the diversity of success. So you have the Lakers, who have won 16. They've had multiple good dynasties, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, you name it. Then you have the Dodgers, you know, Sandy Koufax, Clayton Kershaw, you name it. Successful, marketable, big-budget brand right there. Mm -hmm. And then you go to football now. And now, granted, these teams recently uh, came to L.A., but you have the Chargers, who are a great... AFC team, definitely an AFC West contender, or if not, a wild card contender. Then you have the Rams, who honestly, if they played a little bit in the Super Bowl, probably could have competed really well against us. Great team all in all. Rams will be around for the next five years at least. You have the Kings, who won multiple titles in this decade with Dustin Brown and um, Andre Kopitar and Jonathan Quick, all the, all the good names. And then you have the Angels, who... Won a title in 2002, have Mike Trout, who's a big baseball name. Um, and then they were pretty successful in the 2000s, but they always ran into the Boston Red Sox, and we always swept them. Uh-huh. So I have New York number three simply because if you take the Yankees out of it, those most of the teams are pathetic outside of that. So you have the Mets, who are utterly pathetic 90% of the time. Ugh. And then you have the New York Giants, who... Pick a second rounder, number six. You have the New York Jets, who are historically pathetic. Joe Namath, after Joe Namath, they can't get anybody. But Fumble Sanchez was their quarterback for a while. Geno Smith. <laughs> oh, screw the Jets. Absolutely, pathet- <laughs> absolutely pathetic franchise. New York Rangers are an original six team. Historically, a pretty uh, great team. The Islanders uh, were great in the 80s. They were they had a good run against the Penguins. Sadly, they were bounced by the Hurricanes. 
The Knicks are a huge brand, but the last 20 years under James Dolan, they've been utterly pathetic. Cough, cough, Carmelo Anthony. Cough, cough, Stephon Marbury. And then if you want to include the Brooklyn Nets, they had one of the worst trades in NBA history, trading for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Jason Terry, and getting um, and trading um, essentially getting nothing in that return. The Celtics ended up getting, with those picks, they ended up getting Jalen Brown. They ended up getting Jason Tatum. You know the rest. Moving on from there, I have Chicago number four. You have the Chicago Bears, who have arguably the greatest defense of all time, 1986. They st- Dumped the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, Chicago Bears are historically a good team, and they have a great defense this year as well. Shout out Khalil Mack. Chicago Bulls, granted their success was majorly in the 90s with uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and that team. Historic. The Cubs are, although they are not known for their winning, they are a national brand, Chicago Cubs. Chicago Blackhawks had a dynasty, the last NHL dynasty. Um winning a couple throughout this decade. Then the White Sox won in 2005. And then number five, I have Texas. I have the state of Texas. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's no, no, cheating, no, no. you no, asshole. No, 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 asshole. No, 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 Mess with Philadelphia and then say, oh, Texas is number five. Yeah, shut up. Okay, shut up. Okay, okay. Shut up. For one thing, New York has eight teams. You know how many teams are in Texas? Eight. Eight teams. The same number. And here are some of the teams. You have the Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki, Mark Cuban. Great franchise. The Spurs, one of the longest-running dynasties in NBA history. Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard. And then you have the Rockets, who are two wins away from ousting the Warriors, who have won three of the last four titles. And then you have the Cowboys, the biggest sports brand in the world. And then you have the Dallas Stars and the Texans and the Rangers. And then you have the Astros, who won in 2017. And I will give an honorable mention to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers, world-class, world-class NFL organization. And then you have the Pittsburgh Penguins, world-class NHL organization. And then the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I feel the need to mention San Francisco, although they have lost multiple teams. They still have the 49ers, who historically they had Jim, uh, Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, the dynasty of the 80s. Uh, Golden State is moving back to San Francisco. And then they also have the San Francisco Giants who had that oddity of a dynasty where they won in 2010, 2012, and 2014, but didn't make the playoffs in 2011 or 2013. The enigma that is the San Francisco Giants and Madison Bumgarner and Buster Posey and those guys out in San Francisco. Mm. So that's my list. Well, I think that's that, that's an interesting list, Zach. I didn't that, realize you were going to you know snake the rules by picking te- Texas, but you know. Well, it's better than Philly. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever. we're going to tank for 10 years so we can pick bust after bust. Yeah. Jalil Okafor, Evan Turner. Really? Really? That's the team? That's the best sports city? Yeah, I didn't realize that somebody who, you know, chokes on the Phillies so much would, you know, be so quick to bash Philadelphia. And it's very energetic fan base. But that's okay, Philadelphia. I stand with you. I mean, so. I do think that the Phillies are going to turn things around because they got this Hall of Famer named Bryce Harper on their team. Oh, yeah, you mean that bust, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, that bust, that bust that's going to make $325 million. You're such an idiot sometimes, I can't even deal with you. (laughs) I also think it would be kind of fun to do the worst sports cities. Worst sports cities? Yes, and I came prepared with my top five list. You want me to do my... I didn't even know we were doing this. All right, let's do it. I'm doing it because it'd be fun. Number one is Arizona. Arizona is absolutely pathetic in every sense of the word. You have the Cardinals, who haven't won in 70 years. And they got rid of Josh Rosen after one year. The first time anybody's done that since the NFL era. Okay, that's a solid pick. And then you have the Diamondbacks, who are utterly pathetic. Outside of 2001, when they had Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling, they've been utterly pathetic. And then they have the Coyotes, who are literally bankrupt. And Wayne Gretzky, the greatest NHL player, the chosen one, couldn't even help the Coyotes. The Coyotes suck. Number two, I have Minnesota. Minnesota is historically pathetic. Minnesota, they have the Twins, who are historically mediocre. You have the Timberwolves, who are historically trash. 
And then you have the Wild, who are garbage. So moving on from there. Toronto. Now, granted, you're going to say, oh, but what about the Raptors? Well, the Raptors historically choke. They're not choking because they have Kawhi Leonard now, but when he leaves to go to the Clippers, they're going to go back to being garbage. Sorry, Tim Pion. And then you have the Blue Jays, who are historically garbage. They had that walk-off with Joe Carter in the 90s, but other than that, they are historically garbage. And then, yeah, I'm going to move on from there. Seattle. They were so garbage that the Supersonics didn't want to stay there. So they left. They jumped ship. They got a team. They have an NHL team coming in 2021. The Mariners are historically pathetic. Granted, they were great in the 90s with Ken Griffey Jr. and whatnot. But even they couldn't win with that loaded roster. They somehow couldn't do anything. They won 116 games and lost to the Yankees. Congratulations. And then the Seahawks, before Russell Wilson, were utterly pathetic. (laughs) Brian Bosworth didn't want to play with them. You know who Brian Bosworth is? Of course you don't, because he's a bust. But even he didn't want to play for the Seahawks then. You know why? Because they were pathetic, and they've always been pathetic up until now. Thanks. I can thank uh, Russell Wilson. Thank you for not making them pathetic. And my final city, and I think we all can agree with this one, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, just Cleveland. Just Cleveland. But mm. the Cavaliers especially. The Cleveland Cavaliers are one of the most pathetic professional sports teams in history. They have they have seven years with LeBron, and then they get another four because he has the audacity to rejoin them. To the, in that seven years, they have LeBron James and Judas Ogalskis as his second best player. Have you ever seen an NBA franchise that's won a title with their second best player named Judas Ogalskis? No. Yeah, of course you haven't. You've seen <laughs> second best player, maybe... Kobe Bryant, or maybe uh, uh, Kyrie Irving, or maybe um, uh, Steph Curry, or Klay Thompson. One of those guys. You've never seen Jordan Ogowskis, because you know why? In any other team, he's a bench player. He's a role player. Or he's just riding the bench because he sucks. But that's what they did for him for the next the first seven years, and then they burn his jersey because he leaves. He's like, I don't want to play with a bunch of bums anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather play fucking AA ball with somebody else. AAU ball. So then they leave. You have the Browns. Need I say more? Since 1999, they won an average of five games a year. And then they get Baker Mayfield. They still have a losing season, but they go seven, eight, and one. And they're like, oh, oh, bro, we're gonna, oh, oh, bro, we're gonna win the, we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. No, you're not. Shut up. You're not gonna do that. The Chiefs are better than you. The Chargers are better than you. The Patriots are better than you. The Steelers are better than you. Shut up. Cleveland nationally. Pathetic. And then you have the Indians, who haven't won since 1948. LeBron rejoins them with Cl- with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, and they win one title in four years, lose three of four in the NBA Finals. And then he leaves, because why wouldn't he leave? Cleveland's pathetic. For some reason, he loves that city. I don't know why. They're a pathetic franchise, pathetic team, pathetic Sports city in general, I should have them higher than five. What am I doing? <laughs> if I could swap, I'm going to swap Minnesota with Cleveland. They're number two. Cleveland's absolutely pathetic. What the hell am I doing? All right. All right. So you ready for my top five? I'm, all right. Okay. So I didn't know we were doing this, so I'm just going to do this off the cuff, okay? Uh, number one worst sports city uh, is Texas. The- Yep. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. You can't do that. That's cheating. That's the state that gave us the Cowboys. Fuck Texas. Okay. Number- five Super Bowls, Will. Five Super Bowls. Yeah. Snore. Okay. Okay. Um, well, obviously, your, your list already <laughs> Your list already. Number sucks. two, I'm going to put New York. <laughs> okay. Yankees okay. fans are incredibly obnoxious. 27 rings. The Knicks are owned 27 by 27 rings. And the Knicks are 27 rings. The Knicks are also owned by a crack addict. So, yeah, New York's at number two. Even you though just they put, were... the, you put the number two on your... No, do an actual list. What are you doing? You're pissing me off. <laughs> You're pissing me off. Do an actual list. <laughs> Arizona was a better was a better number one. What are you doing? Yeah. Number three is Arizona. Okay. You have... No, you, hold on a minute. You, you have Arizona number three. Yep. Really? Yeah. Over New York... And 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 the and and in Texas. Yeah, I mean they don't win titles, but at the same time they're not ta- Texas, so like you know. That's such a stupid take. 
<laughs> That's so stupid. I can't even. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> Texas gives you the Astros, who are one of the best teams in the AL. You get the mm. Cowboys, who are one of the biggest. No, no, no. The biggest brand in professional sports. And you're like, oh, I don't really like Texas because of uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like the. I don't really like New York because I'm a Boston stan. Ah. Yep. Okay, continue on with your awful list. All right, uh, what have I named so far? Three? Okay, number four, I'm probably going to have to agree with you on Cleveland. Okay. Oh, God, there's no argument. They should be higher than that. They should be, oh, they're yeah. awful. Yeah, uh, I mean, granted, you know, still a little better than Texas, but, <laughs> and then, <laughs> what am I at now? Number five? Uh, number five, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm going to go with Seattle. Uh, Seattle gives me the creeps. They had the pilots for what, like one or two years? They had the pilot for one year. Yeah. And then they immediately <laughs> moved them to Milwaukee. And now they're the brew crew. So, And then the and then the Mariners, who always had awesome regular season success, but always choked in the playoffs. Granted, it was because of the Yankees a lot of the time. Yeah, because they're one of the best sports teams. And because of that, it makes them one of the best sports cities in the country. Yeah. The same person that put them number two are putting them number two on the worst well, they're one of the best, but at the same time, they're also one of the worst. No. Do you see that logic, though? No, oh. you don't, because well, I don't see through your eyes of dysfunction, your eyes of idiocy. Yeah, yeah, okay. What is wrong with you? And then an honorable mention, um, I guess I'll put uh, Florida, because uh, I have a childhood fear of alligators. That and the dolphins just kind of suck. <laughs> what about the heat? What about their dynasty? That does not count. This doesn't count to you. Nah, that, the that. big three changed the NBA. <laughs> that doesn't matter to you. One of the worst sport. Man, I need a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was my off the cuff, and uh, yeah, just you know, uh, you wanna as long as you're not Texas, you know, that's basically that... my thing. Well, okay, that was a lot of fun, and I had another idea for the show that I didn't present to you earlier. Um, I wanted to do the best dynasties of all time. Um, and I have my list for you. So if you if you want to hear me talk for five minutes and have you shut your mouth because you're an idiot, uh, we can do that. Oh, okay, okay. Here, uh, let's give people some more sleep therapy and uh, let you talk some more. Okay. Okay, great, great. That's what that's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna start from five down because I think you'll really like number one. So number five, I have the. Canadians in the 60s and the 70s. They won six titles in the good 1970s. Um, yeah, good, good team. A lot of Hall of Famers. Mm. Number four, I have the Chicago Bulls of the 1990s with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Horace Grant. Agreed. Iconic. Will be remembered for the next 50 years. Iconic. Michael Jordan, greatest of all time, yada, yada, yada. <coughs> Number three, I have the Boston Celtics from 1957 to 1973. They won 11 titles in 13 years with Bill Russell <coughs> under the helm, including eight straight NBA Finals. Never before seen, ever. Number two, I have the New England Patriots. Given their longevity, given the NFL rules, they have been... <coughs> The greatest NFL dynasty. Some might have argued the 49ers back in the 80s. I think that's an absolutely ludicrous take. I don't think there's any validity to that whatsoever. So they are number two simply for the fact that they have had longevity. They have the greatest quarterback of all time. People are constantly leaving, signing somewhere else, falling off a cliff. Bill Belichick's the greatest NFL coach of all time. Tom Brady's the greatest NFL quarterback of all time. Six rings. Nine appearances, 13 AFC Championship games, 10 consecutive AFC East titles. Need I say more? Goat status. Number one, I have the New York Yankees. I was waiting for that. The New York Yankees from 1920 to 1964 went to 29 World Series and won 20 of them in a 44-year span. In 44 years, they won, They went to 29 World Series. Now, if you're doing the math at home, that's two World Series every three years. That's right. Two World Series appearances every three years. That's 66% of their seasons resulting in a World Series appearance. 
<laughs> oh, excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Had a little cough. In the 1920s, they lost in 1921, 1922, 1926. They won in 23-27 and 28. That's six appearances if you're counting. 1930, they won five World Series, including four straight from 1939 to ni- 1936 to 1939. In the 40s, they made it to five appearances. They lost in 41, uh, 42. One in 1941, one in 43, one in 47, and one in 1949. 1950s, they made it to eight appearances, including winning five straight from 1949 to 1953. And then they won again in 1956 and 1958. In the 60s, they made five consecutive appearances from 1960 to 1964, winning in 1961 and 1962. And they've only finished in last place four times in their history. So if you're if you're keeping track at home, that's a lot of winning. It might get a little it might get a little tiring. If I was a Yankees fan at that time, I can imagine me getting very tired of winning so many titles in such a short span of time. But realistically, it's really not a short span of time because if you're winning for almost two generations, it must be getting, you know, at this point, you would just expect a title, especially if you're making a World Series two two out of every three years that you're alive. And then if you're winning a title every other year, man, that must get really tired. What do you think, Will? Well, that is definitely a lot of winning. I do see your point, Zach. Too bad it's from a team that absolutely fucking sucks. Okay. Uh, I need to go back. Let me just go back no, to no, 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 no. Don't you even dare with that. They're the first blasphemy. team to win 10,000 games. Yeah, yeah. You're just, you're, just, you're just ignorant. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Nah, I mean, that's a pretty solid list, to be honest with you. Uh, one change I would make, though, is I'd probably put Boston Celtics at number one. No. Yeah? No. You don't think uh, all those ti- consecutive titles? They is... were facing off against eight teams. Hmm. The South, the, the and the thing is, baseball is more sporadic. So if you if if you have three stars in the NBA, you're gonna compete every year. Yeah. In baseball, you got you got to have a really good team to make it and win five straight titles. And they did it a few times. They won multiple titles in a row a few <laughs> times. And that takes a lot of skill. And not only that, but they also had Babe Ruth. They had Lou Gehrig. And then they moved on, and they got Joe DiMaggio. And they got Casey Stengel. And then they got Mickey Mantle. Yeah, they're pretty, lot. you know, uh, the slightly above-average players. But the I mean, death you know. row lineup. Yeah, yeah. 20 uh. rings in 45 years. That's pretty good, if you ask me. I guess that's okay. You guess that's okay. Well, yeah, yeah you're fun to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You're a real picnic, Will. You're a real picnic. What's yeah. your What's your garbage dynasty list? Let me hear it. No, I mean I'm I, gonna put the Yankees number number zero because they suck and I don't like the Yankees because they're from New York and I'm from Boston. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> the Yankees. Oh. That's you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, that's a really solid list, all jokes aside. Unfortunately, that's all um, we have time for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are so feisty today. Are you gonna Are you gonna take your list or not? No, I mean, um, this is really off the cuff. So, I mean, um, uh, Canadians was an interesting pick. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that team. Uh, they were historically have been a really awesome team to watch, uh, especially whenever they face off against like the Bruins or whatever. You know, uh, always, always one hell of a matchup. But I why mean, why is you know, it that our our rivals are always better than us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm, fe- I'm feisted. I love pissing people off. Yeah. And then, I'm um, provocative. Uh, I-, I feel like outside of New England, it's sad because a lot of people don't put the Patriots in a top five list like that. They should. Yeah. They should be. By a- the numbers, they should. But, I mean, a lot of people just, at the moment, they kind of hate the Patriots because they're on top, you know? Same with Golden State. I thought about putting Golden State on the list, but they just haven't won long enough. They haven't aged enough, I don't think. So. Not only that, but they've... Real, they've won three of the last four titles. They could win this year. If they were going on for another three years, then I would definitely put them in my top five. Yeah. I would probably have to take out one of the other teams. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, I feel like this might be the last year of their dynasty, and then it'll move on to obviously not the Celtics, the way they've been playing, but some other team will take the helm. Yeah, yeah. 
But, I mean, that's a pretty solid list. I'm trying to think of teams I would replace with your picks, but I can't really think of any. If I, I would, though, uh, you put New England Patriots at number two, right? Yeah. I'd probably swap them out with the Celtics still, to be honest with you. Put the Celtics ahead of them? Yeah, the Celtics yeah. did win eight straight. Uh, I feel like there's room for argument with that. I mean, I get what you're saying with baseball, you know, with the Yankees, because, but, I mean. 20 World Series and 40. Yeah, 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 I get it. But <laughs> just a lot of winning. It's just kind of tiring. Oh my god! I think it's You're... tiring being a Boston sports fan. Imagine being a Yankees fan for forty-five years in the twenties through sixties. Damn, you they probably you're... died of so much winning. You're you're still going to Boston for college next year, huh? Yeah. Oh boy, I'm gonna have, have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to send them my uh, episode Pe- seven link. Yeah, people are gonna see this episode and they're gonna be like, "Oh, these fucking title chases. These, these guys are assholes. these guys are bums." <laughs> oh man, oh man. But I yeah. thought about putting the Spurs dynasty in there. They 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 won five in between the Kobe and Shaq dynasty and the two that the Lakers won uh, in the two thousands again without Shaq. So I thought about putting the Spurs because they were a great dynasty. They won in 1999 all the way up until 2014. And they still made the playoffs this year under Greg Popovich. So I thought about putting them in there. But ultimately, um, I feel like as if uh, the other teams were just more dominant overall. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I just feel like the Spurs were more consistent. They were consistent. They made it to the playoffs every year. Yeah. But at the same time, there just weren't too many titles, comparatively speaking, coming out of that, you know. And it was because there were a lot of other big teams in the picture, you know. Think about it. You had the big three with the Celtics, who, grant, yeah. were, you know, they won a title. The Lakers had five in that span, Kobe Bryant's dynasty. Yeah. And then you have the Heat, who picked up LeBron and Chris Bosh and D. Wade, <coughs> and they had that for four years to pl- play under. And then even, like, some of the other teams that didn't win, like, the Nets were really good in the 2000s up until they imploded. The Pistons were a scrappy team uh, with uh, Chauncey Billups and all those guys. So they had a lot of really good teams to face off against. Not that the other teams didn't, but, you know, it was just a really, really stacked just a stacked NBA at that time. Yeah, yeah. So... But, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much uh, an interesting uh, take, you know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, besides the whole, you know, (laughs) Yankees in the front thing. But, you know, I guess I could live with that one, you know. Uh, I'm glad you can can live with that. That's what I was really hoping for. Especially since so far the Red Sox are, uh, in terms of titles, they're the most dominant uh, team in the 21st century anyway. So... But with that being said, uh, we are at about the 53-minute mark, and it's time to call it a day. So, uh, yeah, I think it's been a pretty interesting episode, wouldn't you say, Zach? You're an idiot. Oh, okay. I'm done. I, I can't. I need a. Zach's I'm gonna, just taking I'm out gonna put, this. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my uh, my now hiring sign up on the on the on the show later on tonight. So yeah. if, if you guys want to be on my show, just let me know. I, your I, show. Your I, show. I need your a, show. I need okay, it. Yeah. I need a new co-host. My co-host is a moron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that wraps it up today. Come back next week. Uh, we'll have some juicy topics yet again. You're just salty about the Celtics losing, that's all. You're just a buffoon. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Nerf herder. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. So uh, we'll see you guys next Thursday. And once again, we'd like to thank next, Concord yeah. TV. Of course. For... Uh, uh, letting us use their podcast studio. Uh, I say it every week, but I'll say it again. This is an awesome, awesome organization that's helping the community. And, uh, yeah, really awesome studio, too. They really like to hook us up here. So, All right, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed our interesting takes this week. Uh, see you next episode.